Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and we have returning guest and friend, uh, Fermin Martinez, joining us today. How's everybody doing? Let's start with Fermin. I'm doing pretty good. It's a, uh, you know, it's been warm weather lately, but it's given me good excuses to go out. I'm doing really well. Glad to hear that. Bren, how about you? I know last episode <laughs> wasn't too hot. Yeah, well, I mean, always, it was very hot. <laughs> it's always good to go with the guest over me because God knows I'm a Pandora's box of how you doing? Um, yeah, no, it's it's too damn hot for me. It's like it's, you know, early in the morning and it's already like 90 something degrees for me. Oh, so God, I am not going outside ever again. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but this is a video game podcast for anybody new, and that's the thing. It's cool to have a returning guest and friend for me on the show. Like, we are curious, what have you been playing these days? What have I been playing these days? Um, I've been playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, man, I'm so glad someone on this podcast is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something topical. For real, oh, that game looks man. so incredible. I'm happy for you. Please uh, tell us your experience so far. My experience with it so far, um, it's phenomenal. I've, um, I've shown up on this podcast before. I've talked about a, a few other mainstream games. I'm playing most of the AAA games that are coming out, you know, every year. Yeah. And Ghost of Tsushima easily is the best game I've played all year. And I played Last of Us. I did Animal Crossing. I've done, I've done it all, you know, in the, you know, in the last year. Ghost of Tsushima is phenomenal. And, um, I mean, you've seen the graphics, right? I mean, you, you, yep. you hear about the game, you see just how beautiful it is. Yeah, yeah. All that is accomplished with 40 gigs on the PlayStation and instant load times. I've never seen a load time this fast. That's amazing. I mean, it's so fast. It's, a, it's like a problem. You, um, you know, whenever a load screen hits, that's <laughs> when I start texting. That's when I start, like, you know, grabbing a snack. The game, like... I die, and the next thing I'm reaching for my snack, and then I die again in that in that span of time. <laughs> Damn, it's too quick. You don't have times to relax. You don't even have time to read the loading screen tips. Like I don't like like <laughs> if, there's a, if there's some good advice in there, I've never seen it. <laughs> Just oh, too quick. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing, and it um it feels like I'm playing a PlayStation Five game. It. it, it it's really intuitive. It's very beautiful. It's 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 it's, a, it's genuinely fun. I'm I'm really loving it. I've been watching a stream. Our friends of the show, Kame House Party, they were playing that game at one point. And one of the features I found really cool was like the black and white mode, where it's just oh, like yeah. I don't even know how or why, but it just adds a whole la- like level of complexity to the game, where I just feel like it's just like old school samurai shit. And then the only complaint I've heard so far from people is the fact that it doesn't have a a lock-on system, and I'm not sure if that Mm. matters. I feel like that's supposed to make it more challenging. Well, so about the lock-on system, I'll get that out of the way. Um, You get used to that. The the combat is actually – the combat is just so smooth and beautiful, and we're used to lock-on systems, especially for a game like this. So it's an adjustment period. But, but like, after the first few hours, like, it, like it feels natural. But I want to go back to the black and white mode, because it's actually really interesting. Um, it's called uh, the Kurosawa mode. And okay. Akira Kurosawa, he's a legendary film. You know, my background is film, okay? Yeah. So True. Akira Kurosawa is a legendary, if you don't know, legendary filmmaker, Japanese filmmaker. And he made uh, The Seven Samurai. Yojimbo, Sanjuro, a bunch of, cla- like, all the archetypes of classic samurai films were, he's the one that made them up. Those were his films. Okay. okay. And he, I mean, he died a long ago. And Sucker, Sucker Punch Studios uh, actually partnered up with his estate and got permission from his estate to use his name for this mode. Oh, and wow. this mode, what makes it so effective, it's not just, it doesn't just put the game in black and white. It has, like, Certain film grain and film pop, it adjusts the black so they pop out like in a, in like a good way that just turning it black and white wouldn't do. And they even, um, add a filter to the audio so it has this like tinny old film sound. It, it's really, oh, wow. The game, they really put a lot of attention into the detail of this game. And, and that's just that one optional aspect. That, that kind of care and attention is evident throughout the game. That's amazing. Oh, man, I'm glad we could get the full story there, because that's really elaborate. I didn't even know this was done by Sucker Punch Studios. 
I'm surprised. Yeah, they knocked it out of the park with this one. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's playing it, but me and Bren. And I'm glad that Fermin <laughs> is playing it. So, have you beaten the game, or are you still mid? I've been so I kind of burn through single player story games because like. I'm really engaged in the story, and I just want to see what comes next. And side missions are fun, but like I'm just want to figure out what comes next in the cliffhanger, you know? Yeah. So I for usually sure. burn through single player games. I'm really liking Ghost, so I've been making a commitment to like doing all the side stuff and really dragging it out for myself. So I think the the game comes in acts, and I believe from everything the story is leading me to believe that I'm in the final act. And now that I'm in okay. this final act. I'm not progressing the story until I've completed, um, you know, all the side missions and all the stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. So that's where I'm at. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm the same kind of gamer if I'm enjoying a game that much. That's kind of how I am with Kakarot right now, but we'll get to that. Um, but, oh man, Ghost of Tsushima, I really do want to get my hands on it and play it. Uh, I know you've played the Souls game, Souls games in the past. Do you like this more than them? Ooh, um, you know... Because of the melee combat, it's easy to want to draw the comparisons between the two. Right. But in, in truth, the games are, are, are so monumentally different. Just in, um, even in the gameplay, Ghost of Tsushima is all about stances. There's only one weapon in Ghost of Tsushima. There's a sword. Right. You know, you, and oh, it's, okay. you don't, you, you don't pick up other swords. You can pick up different looks for your sword, but it's just the one sword. Whereas, you know, a, a Dark Souls doesn't have as developed a combat system, but it has a wider variety because of the different weapons and magics. Dark, I, I feel, I understand the instinct to compare the two, but but they're so drastically different. I don't know. And and no, you that's know, a good point. I, Dark Souls always occupies a special place in my heart. I really suffered <laughs> through those games, so <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's, it's going to be hard to dethrone Dark Souls for me. But I'm really liking Ghost. Very well, cool. There's, there's also uh, Sekiro. That came out uh, yeah. last yeah. year. Yeah, you know, Sekiro's getting some like, surprise DLC. Stuff. So that's a uh, that's probably better comparison. From, yeah, better comparison, but it's also from software. It's the you know Souls games, right? Um, but I know that one you had a bunch of different equipment and stuff. So yeah, I guess that's a easier way of like a very sh- easy way to distinguish the two of like here's your arsenal of weapons to go through in you know Sekiro. Ghost of Tsushima, it's like, you got one thing, but you're the master of that one thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so, other games that you've been playing uh, since we last talked to you? I'm trying to remember. It's been probably a couple months. Well, I'm always playing Red Dead. That's always my background. Red Dead Online, that's my background game. And uh, we yeah. just got a... Um, we just got an update after seven months of silence from Rockstar. <laughs> Did you see this? That the clown good. protests? I have not. So, we got seven months of silence from Rockstar. No update. The game was pretty broken. There was, there was no content. It was really bad for us. And eventually, fans in the game would start dressing up in clown outfits to protest and just, cause they're clowns for being fans of this game. Oh my god. And, um, showed up, <laughs> Kotaku did an article, you know, like it showed up on all the blogs. And, um, just now, finally, we got, um, we got an update this last week, and it's it's um it's not what anyone asked for, but it, it is fun. That's good. At least you're getting updates still. Yeah, it gives you faith that they'll listen to you guys further. But I do like the way you guys are protesting with clowns. That's pretty mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> but okay, and Brent, I feel like it's we have recorded very recently, but uh, have you got around to playing anything new? Uh, surprisingly, yes. Despite having just recorded, awesome. Um, yeah, as of last recording, I had a few hours left of Persona 4. Uh, turns out I had a f- few more hours than I thought there'd be. <laughs> turns out it was uh, quite a bit more. That's how JRPGs work. <laughs> yeah, because uh, one thing that's different w- with Persona is, um, I mean, it might be similar in other stuff, um, but it's, you know, you play for a, ye- a calendar year in-game. So you start, you know, you're a transfer student to a new school and you know, a new town, and you start in spring. And it goes until next spring for uh, the whole gameplay. Right. And the cool thing is you can do little activities and either, like, upgrade your stats, upgrade your abilities and weapons and uh, personas, or spend time with friends and other people and build relationships, which will help you in battle. hmm So even though I was done the fighting and kind of the main plot of the game, they still allow you that extra time 
it doesn't well peek behind the curtain i got the neutral ending which is like the bad ending uh because i made the wrong dialogue choices in a cutscene. damn and they're just like cool you know how it's december now now we're in march and you're going back home and nothing satisfying happens like it wasn't the bad ending but it was it was by far not a good ending it just was like nothing happens Damn. and it just skips three months so i was like what i i lost so much time i couldn't do anything that whole time and then the good ending is you're able to fight the boss fight the bad guy um and then from like i think i defeated him on december like 15th and then until like march 15th or whatever you're able to still do stuff Okay. So you're, I was able to go around, interact with everyone, build the relationships still, and max out those, and get all those like in-depth character cutscenes and stuff, and the character development. Because totally. it is satisfying to do that because you have been working on them this whole time. You have been like growing that relationship and those skills. Yeah. Um. So it is satisfying that you can actually have extra time to finish those off and still get their stories and get a satisfying conclusion for most of them. But, nice. Um. There's so much in the game to do. That you can't, you can't max out everybody's skills. You don't have that much time, so that's why they're like, "Hey, do a new game plus, bring over some of your skills, and you can do this all again with other people." I was like, "I was like, bitch, this is like <laughs> eighty hours. You're out of your goddamn mind if you think I'm doing new game plus." Right. Um, but yeah, so you just like kind of pick the characters you your favorite and like max out their skills and stuff, and it's uh, very satisfying to see uh, to see. There was some annoying stuff where it's like, hey, you got to do finals and you get sick for some reason. And that's just a week gone. Like you can't, it's for plot reasons. You just can't do anything that week. So I'm like, ah, that kind of sucks. Like I wish I had more time with that. But after beating it, (laughs) it, you know, spoiler for Persona 4, which came out 2009, I think, or something for the PSP uh, or Persona 4 Golden rather. It's It's a really unsatisfying ending, even with the best true ending. Because it's you just show up in town, you go to school for a year, you fight God or whatever, and then you go back home after a year, and nice. that's it. And it's like, uh-huh. what the fuck? Come on! And all the characters are doing like a big fond farewell of like, oh well, you know, you'll be in our hearts. It's like there's the internet, man. We got cell phone. Like you'll still be in contact. <laughs> like he's not dying. But yeah, it it was fun. And after beating it, I looked it up. Turns out there's a true ending. And then there's like a true, true ending, and it's I, I'm not about that. I don't. And then care. the secret true ending, like <laughs> don't forget Golden, the secret dog there's a ending. Secret ending where you're like the bad guy, you side with the bad guy. So it's just like what? Uh, so yeah, there was like three more endings, and after reading what they were, I don't care enough to do it. I don't need to fight another fucking boss just to find out it was another god that was controlling the first god. And it's like I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Fair enough. <laughs> It is fun. I did enjoy my time with it. It's extremely JRPG-y. Like, it's it's the pinnacle of JRPG of nonsense. So, besides that, uh, I played a bit. I got back into Risk of Rain 2. Oh, yeah, so I love that game. some of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was early access pff, a year ago, maybe two years ago or something, for quite a while back. Um, enjoyed it then. I had, like, 50 hours of it back then, and it was pretty buggy back then, so... Uh, coming back to it now, it's, um, I think, getting the full release next week. Nice. So it's crazy to see the differences. Um, some new maps that I've never seen before. And for anyone who's played, like, you have to explore and memorize those maps. Um, the basic premise of Risk of Rain is it's uh, kind of like a roguelike. Um, you can play single player, but it's very difficult. So you, it's preferred to you play multiplayer. And the difficulty scales with more, more players. Right. Um, you basically just go into a map, you run around trying to find uh, as much gear as you can, and then uh, fighting a bunch, a wave of enemies that are nonstop, and um, just go to the next level. And the thing that's really challenging you is the difficulty of the enemies yeah. is increasing constantly. So uh, it's less about getting as much gear as you can, and more about getting as much gear as you're satisfied with, and then just going to the next level, even if you didn't get everything. Right. Because it stacks up in difficulty very quickly, and the difficulty carries over between levels. Yeah, some so, of the enemies you were facing were absolutely absurd. This, like, lava worm thing, and all, I don't oh, know, yeah. just for anyone who hasn't seen gameplay footage of this, like, go check out this game. It's super, like, 
just busy with how much action and guns and explosions and I don't know, very neon. Like that style is really cool for what they're going for. And there are a lot of cool uh, characters you can choose from, right? Yeah, you unlock characters. So back when I was playing it first, there was, I think, four characters. And then they added like one or two more like additional characters as they were progressing. And nice. now, there, now there's two or three more characters. I just oh, got wow. another one last night. Um, yeah, Risk of Rain 1 had like, I want to say like 13 or 15 characters. And this one's definitely smaller, but it's in 3D. So they got a lot more to work with. Um, but the 3D adds so much more like it's so much easier to evade enemies and strategize better and like quick dash away from attacks uh, because you have that third axis of movement now so surprisingly this is actually much easier to play in 3d than it is in the first one which was 2d side scrolling and yeah like doug was saying there's a magma worm that's like a boss in the first level and then just becomes like a standard enemy in like the fifth level right because like the difficulty ramps up so much um I got as far as I've gotten. It was like a new map last night with a new character, and I was doing really well. Um, there's this one like big golden statue, like golden golem, like boss who's like a secret boss that's hard to get to, and super hard to actually fight once you get to him. And I was able to beat him in like under two minutes, maybe under a minute. Like I was able to knock him out so fast with this Damn. new character. And then I get to the uh, last map I got to. Uh, I found some big lizard thing that shot fire. Wasn't even the boss at level. One shot at me, like instantly. So Oof. like the difficulty just ramps up real hard, and it's it's a lot easier with uh, multiplayer just for you know someone else to aggro the enemies, right? Um, but yeah, for anyone who gets overwhelmed by stuff, it's just a constant barrage of gunfire and enemies and waves just running at you all the time. Like you're just constantly being attacked. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot, but it's actually real fun. And even when I was playing last night, there's people who are like, oh, I just picked this up an hour ago. And then me and another guy who've been playing for like a hundred hours. So it's cool to see people are still finding it, uh, right before the release. And, um, yeah, it's absolutely nuts and it's full of secrets and, you know, one, one character you have to unlock is, uh, you start the game by, uh, leaving your escape pod, like, a you know, escape pod from a spaceship or something. Yeah. You have to take a battery out of the escape pod and carry it with you, with you um, through, like, five levels. And then you put that battery into a robot, and that unlocks that robot that you can play what? at the later levels. The downside is, if you take enough damage with that battery, it'll explode yeah. for you instantly. So, it's kind of like, you have to work hard to unlock these characters. And it's um, the one I got, you had to fight this boss that was way beefier than any boss i've ever fought before so it's just like you really have to work to get these characters in it's it's really satisfying but it is brutal yeah i can imagine oh man that game's a really fun one to stream too yeah it's um i'm probably gonna be getting back into it because you know seeing how much has changed i gotta find out what's happening and uh, get ready for the uh oh one release yeah um but yeah it's i'll see how it goes now that i got the new computer i'm hoping it'll be better but I do know it chugs hard in late levels because you have you know four players and just like a wave of like sixty enemies per player coming at you. Oh yeah. So like and all the per- uh, particle effects for every weapon and ability, like it chugs hard. Yep, I can so imagine. <laughs> we'll see if it's optimized a little better uh, now that it's almost released. Um, and the other game I'm playing is Super Hot Mind Control Delete. Yeah, I watched that Very stream too. Cool. Man, I'm tuning into all your streams. <laughs> Yeah, so this is um, Super Hot that was originally planned to be DLC for Super Hot, and then they're just like, "Hey, screw it, let's just make this a whole sequel game. Like, let's just lean into it." And apparently, I had it, which I didn't realize because if you had the original Super Hot, um, they just gave it to you for free. So I didn't even know I had this game until I checked the other day. Oh, cool. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's Super Hot. It's you know the uh, you know John Wick simulator for people who don't know. It's um, Time doesn't move unless you move, so you're able to stand still and plot out what you're going to do and, you know, walk around bullets and then, like, hit the guy who shot him and steal his gun. Yeah, and everybody's made of glass, so they just shatter. Yeah, everything's white, and then anything, any weapons you can interact with are black, and then enemies are red. So it's just very easy color-coded. And, yeah, you you, want to defeat a guy, he, like, splinters into, yeah, shards of glass, essentially. Yeah. and the difference with this one is it seems like 
it seems like whatever story there is overarching in hot uh super hot they're actually progressing a bit but it's very cryptic and weird so it's it's story in quotes huh um but yeah it seems like you can replay multiple areas but they're different slightly each time um noticeably in this one before super hot was one hit one kill so if you got hit at all you died instantly and restarted this one you have hearts and you have like hacks so whatever the super hot computer program is that you're inside of like the matrix or whatever um you have like hacks to it now so you can either like get more hearts you can get a uh, super throw which is like you have an increased uh power when you're throwing weapons mm-hmm. and c- certain weapons like shurikens and like frisbees essentially anything frisbee shaped like a, you had a record at one point when you throw it it bounces back to you so you can just keep throwing it like captain america <laughs> Um, other ones, you start with a random gun or a katana at the beginning of the level. Um, I just got the charge ability, which allows you to just kind of like zip over to an enemy and uh, uppercut them instantly. Um, and that the ability to move without costing any time is actually way more beneficial than any damage you can do. So it's interesting to play with that. So there's different different ways they tweak the game and uh, change it in this like expansion pack or slash sequel. Yeah, that's awesome that they gave it to you for free, too. Yeah, I didn't even notice that there wasn't like a, hey, you just got this. I just was like scrolling through my library. And I was like, I thought I beat Super Hot. What's what's this one? So, uh, yeah, they have like a Super Hot launcher now. So when you pl- when I play it, it's like, oh, do you want to play original Super Hot, this new Super Hot, or this other one? And I was like, How? like all right, you got three games. Calm, calm down. You don't need a personalized launcher for three games. <laughs> so um, I guess they're either doing super well or they're ex- planning on expanding it quite a bit but yeah it's i mean it's super hot it's still fun it's oh still for really sure good. yeah so. i it was entertaining watching that and yet yep i sure do like cats stopped in the stream that's been a minute since we heard that name yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's cool though anything else uh no that's been pretty much my uh gaming history for the last uh 22 <laughs> hours since we recorded we, oh god we're taking a peek behind the curtain but though that's the thing same here though i beat kakarot and i'm really happy to say that it was a fantastic nice. game and it didn't delve into gt just like inherently i'm curious <laughs> oh, if they will throw a dlc at us with that in the future but right now the dlc starts with super and i need to buy the season pass in order to check out that add-on essentially so that's something i'm looking into doing but for now i'm going to try some other games but when it came to the end of DBZ Kakarot, I'm like, I love this game so much, but the, there was like this big glaring issue with like the final end like movie where it's like, oh, everything's good. We've defeated Majin Buu and everyone's celebrating together. Mm-hmm. This whole time you're progressing the story, you see little Dende go from little Dende to like teen Dende. Yeah. And it's like where we're at in the story, it should be teen Dende. And they must have just swapped the wrong character, like object model in their video game because like at the end sequence, it's little Dende. And it just seems so strange and out of place. I'm like, it's almost as if like they would throw like bald Krillin in there. It's like, wait, what? Like, it was very bizarre. But overall, did, the game was fantastic. God did damn it. they have teen dead? Like, do you ever seen teen? Yes, you do. Dead? That's what's even oh, okay. more frustrating. Like, it's like oh, okay. who you've become more familiar with, and that's why it was very just like a glaring like, oops, you uh, picked the wrong Dende for this. But uh, yeah, I definitely recommend people checking that out. It was very funny and just goofy. But, oh my god, that game's fantastic, and there's still so much to do. I definitely intend on platinuming it. Like, I'm, like, uh, for me in the sense, like, I want to do all the side missions. I actually, Mm -hmm. for the entirety of the game, didn't mess around with this whole aspect of it called the community board or whatever. And you have these soul emblems you can, like, upgrade and stuff. Just the other day, I went down that path, and yeah, it just gives you all these power boosts. So I'm just, like, demolishing enemies now. I'm like, (laughs) oh, had I done this earlier, it would have been a lot easier. This would have been so much easier. (laughs) Exactly. But... I was even playing on easy anyway because I wanted to breeze through the story. So, like, I didn't need to make it any easier than easy yeah, mode. Yeah. So that was fine. But, uh, oh, my God. I'm just going to continue to play that game every now and then, stream it, and try to get every trophy. There are some challenging ones, but it's nothing too uh, out of reach, so to say. And then one thing I did was stream another attempt at me speed running, and I'm doing air quotes for speed run, uh, <laughs> speed. of Super Mario 64. Uh, like I said on a previous episode, Yu Song is my main inspiration there. He's uh, doing really good and getting like uh, into the whole competitive aspect of it. I don't think I'm ever going to do that. I'm just doing it for fun and just seeing if I can keep up. And I can't. I mean, I literally, <laughs> the first time I streamed it, I got a time of, I'm doing the 16 star run, like utilizing all the glitches and shit. 
Uh, I got an hour and 44 seconds and I'm like, okay, that's not great. Then I did an off stream run at it to like get my personal best once I fixed like my live split app and my personal best was like 55 minutes. I'm like, man, I shaved five minutes off. That's not good. I keep, there's like certain areas where I just like completely fuck up or get a couple game over screams and I'm like, God, that's just not acceptable. Um, but or I'll like keep fucking up the backwards long jump, and by that point my hands are so sweaty, I'm just like losing steam. I'm like, this sucks, I can't land it. And then eventually, dude, wait, and that's one thing I need to shout out. I need to fucking yep. make a clip of this. I did the backwards long jump so well to the point that Mario had so much momentum, he shot up to the end of the staircase and then shot all the way back down. And I was like, no, it was so like deflating of like I'm doing it, I'm doing it, and then it just shot me all the way back to the bottom. I'm like, oh well. my god, I, I did. So you can maybe check out our Twitch when we plug it. Uh, there's going to be a clip of that, I'm sure. But overall, that second run that I streamed, I got I sh- I did beat my personal best, which was 55 something. I got it to 54 something, and I was like, oh god damn it! I only shaved off a minute in all reality. But the way that run was going so badly, I didn't even think I was going to be under my personal best. And I'm like, man, I need to practice before I stream this again because god damn it, that's <laughs> frustrating. But there are a few instances where I'm like, I'm nailing this first try. So I don't know. Other things just fucking trip me up in that game. So I do want to practice and do a few more of those. And it's just fun uh, doing those live streams. And then the other game that I did get around to uh, playing is Need for Speed Heat. I remember a few episodes ago, I bought that Mm -hmm. on a sale, like an extreme sale. And oh God, it's everything I want. I love Need for Speed for some reason. It's just very fun. Uh, The opening intro is just like the cops putting on like a press conference of like, if you're doing this street racing, we're gonna come for you. There's no (laughs) escape. And they're like, we have like beefed up cars and it's gonna be intense. And it is. It's it's exactly what you want if you're into that kind of game. So I highly recommend Need for Speed Heat. I'll be probably streaming that at some point too, hopefully. I'm not good though. Just want to warn you. We, we know from your speed running yeah. history. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Uh, but yeah, that's basically the games I've been playing. Uh, maybe we can talk about a couple of show topics before we play a conversation game. Is there anything going on in the news that anyone wants to talk about? Ooh, let's see. I, it's it's tough to say because, like we said, the, like E3 has kind of just been, you know, since it's been essentially canceled this year, it's been spread out over months. Yeah. So it's just like every now and then it's like, oh, this company just unloaded like everything they're doing for the next two years. It's like, oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, I did see. It's not like a big title, but it's a game called Metal Hellsinger. Hmm. Mm, what's that? It's essentially a rhythm game plus Doom. So huh. it's a first person shooter rhythm game. And it's I almost, have it's, heard of this. Yes. This, this looks really good. Yeah, so you're fighting, like, devils, or I think you are a devil. I'm not super sure. Uh, But you're, like, in hell fighting demons, and it's all just, like, the basiest of heavy metal. So you're shooting and reloading in sync to the music and stuff. And Oh, dope. It's, I believe it's, uh, I don't think it's an early access. Yeah, no, it's uh, planned to release in 2021. Um, It... It looks good though. I don't know. I'm I'm terrible with rhythm games. I have no sense of rhythm at all. Um, so I I probably won't buy it. But it at least it looks legit. Like it's not like a, a cheap little like pixely uh, indie game. Like it's a full end uh, game. So oh for sure, these yeah. graphics are nuts. I'm watching some gameplay right now, and I feel like adding the rhythm aspect to this style of game is going to be that much more satisfying when you like nail it like perfectly and oh, yeah. beat and you get like the extra points or something like wow what a cool concept like i i feel like on paper i'd be like that's not going to work and then there they'd go it's, they just did it i mean what goes together better than like killing demons and metal music you know yeah no for sure that's such a uh, a great concept I think it can only. I think a first-person shooter can only work with metal because it's so fast. There's always something you can sync up an attack to or a shot to, whereas it, it can't be like all indie Anna Burke music where it's just like <laughs> ah, it's just a girl with a guitar. Like you can't sync up a first-person shooter to that like music. So I think it's got to be something high octane and fast where you can always be you know doing something. So I the, the metal aesthetic and song choices like really work for it and. Uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe this will actually help people. I know people who like aren't great at first-person shooters or had trouble with Doom. Like maybe having music playing background to sync up with will help guide them. Like, oh, I'm supposed to hit here and here. Yeah, on oh, drops. for sure. Like, who knows? So it's definitely something to keep an eye on because it looks cool. And it, if nothing else, it's a very interesting idea. 
I thought you were going with that. Uh, basically, it's going to help people convert to liking metal music. They're like, ah, this shit fucking <laughs> bops. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if you're just really into the uh, FPS or first person shooters or uh, the aesthetic. And you're just like, yeah, I'm not a big metal fan, but I'll give it a try. Be like, all right, yeah, Mastodon, let's fucking get into this. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, I love when games have like an extensive music library. And that's one thing I do want to shout out about Kakarot. They have like this little section in the game. It's very much essentially like Jiminy Cricket's journal in uh, Kingdom Hearts, where like <laughs> you go through every character in the bestiary. There's all these story things to unlock in there. And one of the sections was just like all the music in the game. And I was just going through some of these themes. And I'm like, man, they really populated this game with some bangers like it's so cool i and it really just adds to the aesthetic of or like the vibe of the game and i'm just wondering if all those songs were like throughout the the anime or not or if they were just able to come up with original themes that really fit i mean probably both i mean dragon ball z has been going on for almost 30 years now, yeah that's true so yeah you could pull from any of that yeah. Oh, one thing I did see in the news that I want to give a shout out is that Battletoads will arrive on Xbox, Xbox One and PC on August 20th. So that's later this month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the thing. It's the 90s classic returns, but like, I'm not sure. Is this like, a, yeah, is this the new Battletoads where they're all like cartoony or is it going to be what I want, like a remake of the old school one? I think it's a, a new game. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a newer one. It's not yeah. the what was it, eighty nine or ninety two, ninety one yeah. Battletoads. Yeah, it's not that the one with the hover bikes. Yeah, yeah. are GameStop still uh, open? Are they gonna have to deal with this crap? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I mean, p- part of the nostalgia of Battletoads was how absolutely brutal and bullshit it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. So remaking it or having a new version of it where it's like, oh, we actually understand good game design now. We don't have to have these garbage-ass hoverbikes that give you a microsecond to react to them. Because in Battletoads, at that point, it's not... You're not actually playing it. You're memorizing the stage and just reacting to what you're... Like, it doesn't matter what you're seeing on screen. You're just reacting to what you already know. Right. You have such a short reaction time. But, yeah, I think this is, like... Yeah, Battletoads 2020, so it's, like... Yeah, it's a whole reboot... It is. They have a whole new style. Yeah, I was going to say, this is very reminiscent of me being like, I like the original Peggle versus Peggle Blast. Like, I (laughs) have a feeling I'll maybe like the gameplay, but wish the style was a little bit different, less cartoony. But I don't know. It's something to keep your eye on if you like the original Battletoads, but don't be surprised if you're a little disappointed. Yeah, the style reminds me of, um, you know, Ninja Turtles. Like Cartoon Network. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, Ninja Turtles gets rebooted like every two years. And yes. So it's a vastly different style than the previous one. Um, so right now, the Ninja Turtles cartoon is like wildly different than any other uh, style we've seen before. So it reminds me of that. Right. And, um, yeah, Cartoon Network, uh, like Disney Channel cartoon, like a Gravity Falls almost or Amphibia. Yeah, for um, sure. But I mean, it, it's also got, kind of got that uh, Castle Crasher uh, charm to it. And Battle Block Theater from like the Behemoth developers, right? So if if they're going to be mirroring or kind of copying sort of those style of games, I think it'll work a lot better than if it was just a true like updated graphics versions of Battlehoods. Yeah, even looking now, um, there's the hover infamous hoverbike scene, but it's it's an infinite rudder, so you see the stuff coming at you like from a distance uh, vertically as opposed to on the horizon. Where right. it just appears and then you got a microsecond to react. So <laughs> just that is already better in my book. So. Right. That's cool. But yeah, one to keep your eye on. And one other game I wanted to mention maybe before we go into our game is a game called A Short Hike. It's one that completely flew under my radar, but I saw someone stream it recently. And man, it's just so cute. Uh, it's came out in July of 2019. But yeah, you're just this little bird going on a hike. You hike, climb, and soar through the peaceful mountainside landscapes of Hawk Peak Provincial Park as you make your way oh, to the enough. summit. Yeah, I, I guess they could have just went with Hawk Peak Park, but yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's oh my god, the the graphics of this is just so like I don't know if you're having like a bad day. I feel like just go on a short hike. It seems like a really <laughs> fun, peaceful game. Yeah, it's definitely one of those like atmospheric games where it's just. Like, I'm sure it's very short as well. In fact, it's eight dollars on Steam right now, so it's nothing like you're like oh I'm going to sink forty hours into this. It's just <laughs> like let's just go uh, go on a hike. I'm going to platinum short hike. Get all the trophies for it. Do all the achieve- <laughs> it's like all two, all two of the achievements. Start it and beat it. Yep. Uh, yeah. The art for this game is just so cute. I'm looking at it right now. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it needed a shout out on our show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you need to stop ripping your hair out from Battletoads and <laughs> relax. And in real, remember that you can enjoy video games and not despise Enjoy them. a short hype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, there was an update to Animal Crossing for anyone who's still playing that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I got some friends who are still really into it. And, and a lot of my friends are like me. or just like, I, I, I had my fill. I finished the island. I'm done. Um, but yeah, there's like the summer update where you go swimming now. And then there's a new update where you can have um, fireworks. And so blow bubbles. Like, yeah, you got bubbles and stuff. Um, apparently with the fireworks, you can custom design your own fireworks. And as you would suspect, it's immediately full of dicks. Yeah. So, <laughs> no are, surprises. Yeah, making fireworks and that. Um, but then there's also Dream Islands, which yeah. I'm still, still not 100% sure about. I'm not either, and I haven't tried it out myself. I know I got I logged in the other day, got Luna's bed or whatever, and if you go to sleep on any bed now, you get the option to go to a dream world. I just hesitated and was like, I'm not ready to do this. I'll do this eventually. <laughs> but I'm seeing everyone online sharing their like dream codes and stuff, so I'm guessing it's like an additional place to visit. Yeah, well, the way it works is that, um, if I remember right, it gives you the, the chance to visit other people without... Like you vi- you visit like an uploaded version of someone else's town, and then that's a dream. And this way, like you can visit someone's town without you know needing to connect with them and go through that long process. You can't really trade because yeah. no one's really there. It's just a dream. But it's a way of like Animal Crossing tourism, and you can also go to random like dreams. So you don't even need to know the person. You can discover like you know randomly curated islands and 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 stuff. You know, very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And for oh, okay. people that put in a lot of effort to doing like gimmicky or or really unique or challenging towns, like I saw a town that was like a whole maze, and another one that was like this whole tour thing. Like it gives you an opportunity to share with a broader audience instead of having to do the whole limited friend code stuff. Yeah, through the airport for exactly. sure. Exactly. Oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah, it's yeah. It seems like you can just explore it while without the person even being there too, which is good because I know. Um, if you turn off your switch, it cuts off the connection. Yeah, that was um, annoying. So, yeah, we've talked about it before where it's like, oh, Animal Crossing, like, we're loving it because we're in quarantine and we have nowhere else to go. <laughs> but if this was, you know, if we weren't all locked inside, I feel like people would be complaining a lot more about the multiplayer setup than they already are because it's like, this is a pain in the ass. So um, having the dreams where you can just view and explore someone's island without them having to be there and, like, hold your hand the whole time. Um, yeah, that's actually a neat idea. I, I wouldn't have thought of that, but it, it definitely works. Yeah, it really does. That's cool that they're still expanding. They're keeping my interest, Bren. I'm going to keep playing. <laughs> I mean, hey, go ahead. There's still plenty of stuff to do. I'm just, I I have the attention span of a gerbil. I, I can't stick to one thing for too long. Fair enough. Well, then we're done with show topics. Let's play Game or No Game. Alright guys, I got a fun little quiz for you guys. Uh, For anyone new, it's basically I pitch out the title of a video game and they tell me if they think it's real or not. So let's start with one called Zero Matter 4 Existence. That's stupidly vague and pseudo-scientific enough where it could be. I'll say yes. I don't think you will just make that up, Doug. (laughs) I think that's too nonsensical for you to make up. So I'll say it is a game. It's a no, and that Shit. one I'm proud of because I, I'm trying to get better at this. I know in the past people call me out for my bullshit, and it's easy to do. But no, that one is a point for Doug. Well, when uh, you make a title called Detective Pikachu 2, but now he has a <laughs> fucking gun. Yeah, that's not a real title. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing. Uh, off to a bad start. Let's see. Do you guys think there's a game called Golftopia? Damn it, that's tough. There's so many golf games. I'll, I'll say another yes. I'm I'm too trusting. <laughs> I I think you're too aware of how many stupid games there are. Because yeah, these could all be games for all we know. There's there's some yeah. A valid strategy is just to say yes to everything, and you'll probably do pretty well. But you'll, you'll probably come out on top if not break even. Yeah, I'm gonna go. 
Yes, as well. That one is, and okay, you guys know I love golf games. This looks yeah. fucking cool as shit. It came out like does a it? couple months ago. Yes, it does. Okay, does this looks like they're trying to make golf games like fresh again. Like for the longest time, <laughs> you, it's just like, yeah, it's just a fucking golf game. No, this, you design, build, and manage your own futuristic golf course. Uh, you can keep 200 persistent visitors fed, hydrated, and happy. Defend your creation from a growing infestation of weeds with robotic workers and defense turrets, and then evolve your course into a mega resort where nobody wants to go home ever. And like, what I'm seeing <laughs> is like, some crazy aspects and features to this game where there's like, fans you can set up that it's gonna like blow the ball that's like midair and then like all these other just like features like almost like hamster tubes that you can send the ball down it's really something you have to look into if you're into golf games i even feel like a, this game might interest basta because it also has like that <laughs> vibe of like city skylines where like yeah you're building like a very complex area and have like oh there's also these like bumpers as in like uh for pinball like they if you could set up on your course if it hits a bumper it'll go flying so there's some really cool things they're doing with this game and i it like i said it's making f- golf fresh again so check that out and oh, you can God. and you can golf like I, I'm, I'm looking at it and it looks like a like a park builder right yes, yeah but yeah That's but you can also golf me. the courses you build you get to cre- create one massive one, if I'm not mistaken, and you get to play it yourself and or like it is kind of more or less like a roller coaster tycoon where you have people visiting your park and you're trying to keep them happy. It's like a bit of everything, if I'm not mistaken. It might be a little too ambitious and I haven't <laughs> played it yet to confirm that. But just that trailer, they got my attention. Yeah, that's definitely cool looking. It's got some positive reviews. So like it's it's at least like playable and stuff and, you know. It's early access, so it's probably not massive. Yeah, usually stuff I bring up on this are trash. Uh, Let's see, what do you think (laughs) of a game called Spork Thieves? That's not one. No, I don't believe it. No, that one's not anything. (laughs) Uh, That's a dog. Thieves? Toilet Management Simulator. (sighs) Those simulator games, man. There's so many. There's There's a simulator for everything. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna say it is one. Toilet man. I'll say no then. I'll say no. Uh, I wish you were right for me. And it's oh. a yes, and it came out very, very recently. Yeah, it's five dollars, five dollars on Steam, it and it looks horrendous. Wait, actually, someone's twerking in the freaking uh, yeah, trailer. That, I don't know what's right. happening. This is a bad game. We this can is... move right on, but yeah, that's oh, one if you want to. Wow. Yeah, just it's looking not at good. a screenshot of these models. Ooh, wow, no these models are rough. Do you think there's a game called Crush, Kill, and Destroy 2 Crossfire? Yes. I feel like I feel like that's not unfamiliar to me. I feel like I may have heard that before. I hope it's that 90s board game Crossfire where you have like the little like spinner in the middle. You have to shoot Crossfire! Little, yeah, you have to shoot little metal ball bearings at it to get in someone else's goal. That was a good uh, game. That, Classic. We will bring that back. We gotta revi- revitalize that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'll say it's real. Yeah, that one's too complicated for me to come up. I'll give him credit there. But everything Crush, Kill, and Crossfire all start with a K. So way to go. I mean, Kill obviously does. But all right, that's uh, more or less just like a Fast and Furious post-apocalyptic real-time strategy game. So if you're interested in that, that came out in 98. Holy shit. There's like three toilets in this whole simulator. What, what yeah, even no, is this game? I'm still watching the video, good. by the way. Yeah, I was, I was still I was watching that too. I'm like, what's happening? Well, so speaking of simulators, do you think there's a game called Alligator Simulator? <laughs> I hope so. You right? just bask in the sun and every now and then a bird flies on your back picking up parasites and that's it. That's the game. I'm going to say yes because I hope so. That sounds fun. I'm going to say no because it sounds too fun for a simulator game. <laughs> Fuck, I know. Well, that's the thing. I made this up because I wanted it. Oh. But here's, here's one thing, though. It, so it's not a game. There is a crocodile simulator, though. <laughs> so ah, I'm like, okay, different. you got me. It's it's a little bit different. But uh, if you have an interest for that, uh, to scratch that itch, check out Crocodile Simulator. But no, technically, Alligator Simulator, not a game. I only have a few more for you guys. Do you think there's a game called Necro Barista? Yes. Yeah, this one I actually know it is. Oh, damn it. Yeah, that game looks cool. <laughs> it's pretty neat. Well, it's like a visual novel, and like it's this place where people like die but have one last coffee or something like there's an idea of like people coming back to life and having another drink um weirdly all the scenery i saw in it looks identical to near automata yeah it's very stylistically similar 
Like two, like I'm wondering if they just took screenshots of Nier and just like recolored them or something because it's some of them are very similar. So it's like, Yikes. hey, wait a minute. Yeah, maybe they're just heavily influenced. Hopefully, we don't hear about uh, lawsuit a lawsuit in the future. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's happened enough with Firewalk. Like, God, that game got its assets stolen by everybody. All right, I got three more for you guys. You think there's a game called Doctor Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Dad. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm gonna say we've been rolling too well. I'm gonna say no. And for me, said no. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a no. Very good. I yeah, yeah I thought that had it. A- Potential. All right, last two. A game called Fairy Tale. Mm. I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to say it's spelled T A L E. Um, I'll say no. I'll keep it interesting. Okay. It's a yes, but it's T A I L. So Shit, fairy I always get the mixed tale. up. Yeah, and oh, this is it. actually uh, a really cool game that just came out. Uh, check it out on Steam. Uh, Fairy Tale, two words. It's, uh, it's an anime, actually. It's a that's what it's anime. based off. Of. Okay, I'm not yeah. even familiar with that, but man, check out these graphics. It looks like a really fun kind of art JRPG that I'm completely unfamiliar with. So I'd be interested it's, in checking that out. Oh god, fairy fairy tales a lot. So like. Are you, like, warning me not to get into this? It's, it's just, like, if you're gonna get into it, just, like, get ready. It's a lot. Well, I've already went through Kingdom Hearts, so I should be okay, I mean, right? your, <laughs> your tolerance for bullshit is extraordinary. Yeah. I'm just, we'll see if it captures your interest, but you'll at least go. tolerate it. That's obvious. That's fair. And then the last one, do you guys think there's a game called You're Grounded, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Did Mark make a game? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say it's like showering with your dad simulator. It's it's a weird one. You're grounded, Mister. Yes. Um, I'll stay. I'll say no again. I'll 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 keep going for the dark horse. There you go. It's a no for me. Way to go. That's the thing. I made that one up. I thought it was stupid enough to be on Steam, and it's not. But I, I'm surprised. Yeah, me too. That's how we play game or no game. That was a fun episode, guys. Let's wrap this one up and do some oh, plugs. Oh, real what's quick, up? Doug. This is just something because I'm going to forget about it instantly after I take down this uh, webpage. Uh, there's apparently a Beyond Good and Evil movie coming to Netflix, and I am upset about that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm upset about considering, that too. Considering this is the game they've been uh, touting for a sequel for uh, the first game came out in 2003, and they've been touting the sequel ever since. And they've been giving us nothing about the sequel. They've been teasing trailers and videos and had nothing to follow up with. And now they're bold enough to say, yeah, we got enough of a story here to make a movie about. No, Fuck they you. don't. How dare you? <laughs> Just let it die. Beyond Good and Evil is a standalone game and there's nothing else connected to it, in my opinion. Emotionally manipulative. Yeah, it, <laughs> like that's just seedy as shit, in my opinion. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, I hate that too. Fair enough. No, I'm glad you could sneak that in there before you forgot. Get some uh, rage. How about some plugs, though, for me? Where can our listeners find you on the internet? Anything you particularly want to plug? Yeah, I got a couple things I want to plug. Um, right now, I want to send you guys to um, my Instagram, which is at FMYA. I've been doing this thing where I've been doing a, a new webcomic series uh, that I've been finding some good success with. It's called... Uh, Nomidian Garden, and it's, um, it's a fantasy series, uh, uh, there's some, there's some laughs, there's some, some, some tears, some, some good old yucks in there, uh, it's a really <laughs> good series, I've been having a fun blast doing it, and, and you'll find my artwork and links to my books and my Instagram as well, um, so check that out. Another thing I would like to plug is, um, I volunteer for, um, Best Buddies, which is a um which is this fantastic uh uh charity uh organization that um provides job and 
mentorship uh, opportunities uh, for people. And right now, I am working with um with an intern of my own, and he's been putting out these uh, really phenomenal videos uh, since he started. He's just getting this channel started up. Okay, he's got thirteen subscribers. All right, he's got six videos. Right, so he he's just getting started, but he's got some talent, you know, and um. Just the other day, he actually managed to snag an interview with 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 your illustrious host uh, Doug <laughs> and Brent, right? So there's a little yep. bit of a of a cross promo here, but he got a really great video going. So um, if you wanna if you want um, to check it out, or if you want to get some more from the almost better than silence uh, cast and crew, you should definitely check out this guy's channel. It's yeah, Tariq Abidabro. Um, which is his name, but we'll, we'll, we'll provide a link to it, I'm sure. So you guys Yeah, can find absolutely. It you can find a link to his channel in the show notes. Uh, the interview he had Brent and I on for was about the, the expectations of the next generation, the ninth generations of consoles, uh, the Xbox, uh, one S or God, which one is it? God damn it. So series <laughs> one X, right? X yeah, series X. X and, uh, the PS5. So that was a really fun, uh, video and we'll be sure to put a link in the show notes and to, for means Instagram as well. It was mostly just us trying to stop ourselves from slobbering over the switch and being like, "It's that switch is the best one." So <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and Brent, how about you? You have another podcast. Where can our listeners check that out? Yes. Uh, speaking of fairy tale and anime garbage, uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at abts brendan, and then uh, my other podcast is Are We There Yet, where we watch three episodes or a movie of an anime and then give a recap of it with our opinions and. Pretty much decide, would this be a good anime to jump into for anyone, you know, new to the scene? Because, uh, like I was saying with Fairy Tale, anime is a lot, like, emotionally and physically exhausting in many, many multitudes. So, uh, yeah, we watch a lot of stuff. Uh, recently, we watched uh, Blue Submarine number 6, which is a wild time. Then we watched Bobo Bo 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 Bo. Which oh, is- Bo Bo Bo. My God. <laughs> like... It was a very particular time in our lives as children, and you would think that it doesn't hold up after, like, 15 years, and I can assure you, it does. <laughs> so. There we go. <laughs> wow. Good to know. Uh, yeah. And listeners, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places online, at ABT Silence. In fact, our Twitch channel is, like, very active lately with me and Bren doing all sorts of gaming, so if you want to check that out, it's twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. Uh, definitely streaming Mondays and Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then a lot of other times just in between, maybe some late-night streams with Bren. Just keep an eye on your feed there or your email. And uh, I also want to shout out the band that does our intro and outro music. It's Kinda Alright. Go to kindaallright.bandcamp.com if you want to check out more of their music. But that'll do it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. See you guys. See you later. Later.